from the News Channel 5 Network. This is the Tecus McGinnis Elder Care Law Hour. Welcome to Tecus McGinnis Elder Care Law Hour, where we explore the many issues that arise due to aging, disability, and unexpected illness. I'm your host, Tim Tecus. And I'm Barbara McGinnis. In today's episode, we'll be talking about little-known resources. Before we introduce our guests, though, Tim and I are going to talk about some little-known facts about elder law. So, Tim, why don't you start with just telling us what is elder law and how is it different from traditional estate planning? Well, traditional estate planning typically deals with people's money and property and what happens when you're dead. You know, I mean, basically, uh, you know, elder estate planning you know, is and was. Uh, people walk into the elder, you know, the estate planning lawyer's office and says, I've got X, Y, and Z, and I want to leave something to my children, my spouse, or whatever. You know, and that's what typical, that's generally a traditional estate planning. And elder law is really much more than that. It does include estate planning. Mm -hmm. But because it's elder law, we're typically not dealing with, uh, like say, younger people who are in their 30s or 40s who also need estate planning. We're talking about people who are in their 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, and certainly older than that, who not only need estate planning, but need to plan for the rest of their lives. And that life, that life may include some chronic illness, unexpected illness, you know, all the things that we talked about in the opening. You know, right. that's, that's really the substance of elder law. Not or, really, or, not just about how to pass assets along to the next generation, but maybe how do you use your assets to help take care of you right. as you age and become um, right. chronically ill maybe. Like we say yeah. is, is how, do you, how, you know, how do you find, get, and pay for good care? You know, for people who need it. And that can be often a lot more challenging. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we do every day. Yeah. You know, and that's what gets us up in the morning, and it's a, it's unique for every every client that walks into our office. You Absolutely. know, all those all those are different. Okay, so what about so we're talking about long term care, Barbara? What about um, how do how long term care gets paid for? I think people think that okay, oh, yeah. Medicare is going to pay for it. You know, I've got private health insurance. Um, you know, and if if they don't pay, then maybe that Med Medicaid is going to pick up the tab. Is that how it works? Well, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Um, I think it is a an area that a lot of people are or have some misconceptions about, or really not well versed because they hope they never need to pay, know how to pay for long term care. And the truth is that seventy percent of us over the age of sixty five are going to spend some time in a long term care facility. So we do need to know how to, how long term care gets paid for. And even if we're not going to be placed in a long term care facility. We may have chronic care needs at home that right. we need to figure out how's, gonna, how's that going to get paid for, right? Mm -hmm. So Medicare definitely um, plays a big role mm -hmm. in paying for, for illness. And a lot of it is, but it pays for acute care, yeah. hospitals, uh, maybe some home health but not custodial care, not right. the bathing and dressing not of mom, the per, not the, person not the personal care, and, yeah. but mm -hmm. the uh, skilled care. It will also pay for some time in acute rehab facilities or even rehab in a skilled nursing facility. It's time limited and it's based on how much skilled care you need. Outside of that, mm -hmm. private insurance will only function as a supplement. They generally are not going to pay anything that Medicare is not paying. Mm -hmm. And if you have long-term care insurance, well, that's great, but that's a pre-planning thing. That's something you would have had to plan for along the way. It's right. not, oh, I just wake up in the nursing home. Now I need to get my long-term care insurance. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the role of Medicaid in paying for chronic care in the home or in a long-term care facility, um, it's probably the largest single payer, right? Pays right. for about 60 to 65 percent of, of, of people who are in nursing homes, right? Of custodial care. Mm -hmm. But how you qualify, it's not just that you're um, impoverished or broke. It's right. people that have meet a level of care criteria. I think Tennessee still has one of the Strictest. most stringent mm -hmm. in the nation about assessment of chronic of that level of care. So you have to be sick enough and you have to meet the financial criteria, which means you have income caps and net worth caps. Right. Then Medicaid will help pick up the tab if you qualify to live in a nursing home. Assisted living, it's still mostly private pay. Mm -hmm. uh, assisted living's a, a great service for people that need maybe assistance with activities of daily living, they need that supervised living environment. Mm -hmm. It's a great alternative for some folks, but it's largely private pay, so you have to Right. be prepared for that. Right. So when you're talking about asset protection right. and you're planning ahead for um, the, the future, maybe sure. the future of, of medical mm -hmm. care or chronic care needs, what does that mean? Does that mean that it's just transferring everything to the kids or is it a little bit more complicated than that? Well, it's certainly much more complicated yeah. than that and, and um, I know that there is a perception out there that, well, if I just give my house to my kids, then my house will be safe and blah, 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 and all that. Yeah. And, you know, but, you know, we don't see that too much anymore. Um, you know, there are, there are big problems for people that are thinking, well, if I just give my house to my children or whatever, then, you know, they will, they will, they will hold it for me and they will keep it for me. Right. People yeah. get rather short-sighted, right? Yes. They think that uh -huh. the only threat in life is the nursing home or government recovery. Right. They don't think about the other potential threats. Exactly. And yeah. those threats are, um, okay, I'm going to give my house to my children. And I know some people have heard me say this and they probably don't like is, is that now you're giving it to the most unreliable people on the planet. You know, when you give your, when you give your money to your children, because children often, I mean, they typically, they may have good intentions, and they usually do. Certainly the ones right. that come into our office, you know, typically have. Uh, but bad things happen to children. Bad things Ch happens to good people all the time. Exactly. And so, yeah, maybe that money that you gave to your son or your daughter, they're going to hold. Okay, now the son or daughter, you know, maybe they're married. Maybe they get they go through a divorce, you know, they have financial problems. They maybe have children, minor children, so then they're financially responsible right. for them. So, so the, all their intentions of giving that money back when mama needs it someday, maybe that doesn't, ha that can't happen. Right. You know, that, you know, so, you know, we, we often, you know, on this program and, you know, in Oprah Line and Morning Line, when, when you and I appear on there, we yeah. often talk about trust and how to make sure that it's done the asset protection is done the right way. Right. You know, it really is a, um, um, you know, it really is very technical, you know, mm -hmm. and it really, you know, asset protection is very complica complicated and complex, you know, if it's done the right way. I mean, th we're, not even, we're not even talking about tax problems. Right. And giving money and property away. You know, so that, that's like even a whole, a whole different area. And, and the use of trust to protect an asset um, a trust is just a way of holding assets or right. holding title to an asset for the benefit of someone mm -hmm. else. Um, it, I, th I think maybe 
we're used to working with them, but they're scary to people they that, that don't know, that have never had that experience. Sure, they think it's a black box in Siberia somewhere. Yeah. That, you know, there's like yeah. a, actually a place where a trust is, yeah. you know, but you're right, it's just a legal way of holding property, which of course for some people it's like the, their house is their biggest asset. Absolutely. You know, so do you have to sell the house to pay for care? You do not have to sell a house to pay for care. Um, it, it is a choice, it's a family choice about how you're going to use your mm -hmm. home or the equity of your of your home to pay for care. <clears throat> and it kind of depends on the whole, the goal setup that you've got. You want to stay at home, your house and the equity in your house is your last asset. Well, maybe you use a reverse mortgage to, to help mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. Um, it's not something I recommend a lot. Right. It, it's uh, unique right. to people's circumstances. But if you're going to be living in a nursing home, it's not a requirement to sell your home to sure. live. Medicaid doesn't take the house. Medicaid doesn't require you to sell it. The nursing home doesn't take the yeah. house. So, right. like you said, those are options that people have. Um, no actual lien is placed on the home during right. your lifetime, it, but at death, um, then when the house is sold, there there is an attempt at recovery. Mm -hmm. And even if uh, and even if probate's not opened and, and they do not recover during the probate process during yeah. the sale of a house, yeah. it may force it. Yeah, we just got a few minutes or a moment left. Actually, just yeah. tell us about conservatorship. You know, people think that. You know, they need it. They call in. They need a conservatorship. Conservatorship because they want control over mom's assets. Is you know, that what the way it works? Well, barring the in an emergency or a traumatic event, you know, a conservatorship just because of chronic care is probably a lack of planning on someone's part. Mm -hmm. It will give you some control over uh, the ward's assets, but it's subject to court approval for right. what you're doing. Right. So we're going to wrap up, but we're going to put our contact information on, I believe, right. Right. and that's there. And then when we come back, who we're, are we talking to? We're going to be talking to the Legal Aid Society of Middle Tennessee and the Cumberlands to learn firsthand about their services. So stay with us.